Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. This is something special for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. ESPN 960, this is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios. Stop living with ED, live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Give them a call, set up an appointment. If you're struggling with ED, 801 wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Got a great show for you as always. It's a somber one. It's uh, one that uh, we need to address, uh, topics that we need to address, obviously, on the show. Uh, topics that uh, I don't think we feel all that comfortable in navigating at times. Adult conversations uh, definitely can be difficult, and especially as it pertains to whether it's uh, political, religious, uh, so, uh, you know, societal issues, racism, all these things are, are difficult and to, to address. So I, you know, I'm going to do my best today. You'll have to forgive me if I, uh, if I, if I don't speak as eloquently as I would like to uh, as I navigate these topics, very sensitive, and I'm doing it somewhat off the cuff. I don't have much, uh, you know, as far as like what I, how I want to say and what I want to say, but I'm going to go from the heart uh, here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. So keep us locked in, 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960sports.com. The TuneIn app, the ESPN960 app. You can download the app from the respective app store, of course. You can tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN960 app. You can download the podcast as well, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Appreciate it when you do. You can follow me on Twitter, at Criddle Benjamin. Follow us on Twitter, at ESPN960sports. And you can also hit me up on the hotline. 844-442-0960. That's 844-442-0960. Always open to Cougar fans in Cougar country. If you have any questions, you have any uh, any debates you want to get into it with, uh, let's uh, let's address it today. Uh, 844-442-0960. That's 844-442-0960. Appreciate all of our sponsors. Uh, Larry H. Miller Chevrolet, uh, Jeep Dodge and Ram, uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic, all of our sponsors, Bill Barr, Royal Army Brand, Ruby's Inn, OrthoProsOfUtah.com, Wasatch Medical Clinic, and Dental Pros of Utah, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, too. Love all of our sponsors. So please support our sponsors because we can't do our show without our sponsors. Without further ado, why don't we fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup music, and I'll introduce you to my co-host and the rest of the Star Set of Cast. will be joining us for 
this Monday edition of Cougar Sports. Kicking off game week. Yes, right. That's right. BYU versus USF. The Bulls, baby. Uh, BYU is an 11.5 point favorite. Uh, and uh, I saw a lot of people talking about it earlier today that, uh, hey, you know, is that a valid number? I'm going to ask the question, kind of our poll today, what if Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney do not play? Can they still beat the Bulls? Can they cover as well if you believe they're going to they're going to win against the Bulls. Do you think they can cover? Let's welcome in my co-host and executive producer today. we got Bryce Larson. Bryce, how you living? Thanks for joining me today as the, the co-host and producer. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one on Saturday. There's rain in the forecast as well. 50% chance of rain in the afternoon. So that might factor into uh, this game going going into Saturday as well getting wet getting wild no doubt about it check out the rest of our espn 960 starting lineup dewey gray gonna join us former boau grade 405 darnell dixon at 505 and blaine fowler at 530 darnell uh cougar beat and then blaine fowler keeping up with the cougar segment we also have kalani shiitake sound jaron hall media availability sound ed lamb from the coordinator's corner as well we'll read between the lines and discuss all that's going on in cougar country want to Try to stick to sports today, but I, and I know BYU fans uh, sometimes say, "Hey, you know, you know, we we, we want uh, to hear about sports like the sports radio." But we do have to address uh, the incident that happened on Friday evening at the Smith Fieldhouse. Uh, hate seeing this news. Um, I want to believe that there are no bad apples, that there are absolutely no rotten eggs uh, amongst the uh, the dozen, right? Uh, but <clears throat> you know, you hear about these things, and and um, it's it somewhat. Uh, it creates confirmation bias for probably the certain segment of the population that that believes that all of BYU, all of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, all white people have a, a racist bone in their body and are racist, are prejudiced, and things of that nature. So, like, when you, you see these things, you hear about them. You, you don't want to believe them as a BYU fan that is not racist or prejudiced. You don't want to believe these reports uh, when they come out because, you know, it's the institution that you love. It's the institution that's brought so many good fruits. It's the institution and the faith that has brought so much happiness to you, your family members. And you just think, wow, like this can't be true, right? And you try to justify it. And I, I'm not here to say what is true and what is what is false. I'm not sure. I, I have the details before me, and I can report on those things. But the first thing I want to say is this. You know, back in October of 2020, President Nelson called upon the letter says, whether it is true or false or whatever has happened, uh, whatever happened at the game, I don't know all the details. All I know is that Tom Homo addressed it. Uh, I think BOE Sports Nation addressed it. I was not at the game. All I'm getting is reports from those that were in attendance. I know people have, have reviewed the film and tried to find out who it was. I don't know if there was an actual perpetrator that was uh, called out and they were able to find one that, that actually – that they – verified and and then know knew exactly that he was the person or she was the person that said these uh, heinous things right but all i know is that back in october 2020 i just want to talk about principles here president nelson called upon all latter-day saints and i think everyone not just the latter-day saints to abandon attitudes and actions of prejudice Right Today I call upon the members everywhere to lead out in abandoning attitudes and actions of prejudice. I plead with you to promote the respect and love for all God's children and, um, and, and, and listen carefully to what I'm about to say. He went on, God does not love one race more than another. 
His doctrine on this matter is clear. He invites all to come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. I assure you that your standing before God is not determined by the color of your skin. Favor or disfavor with God is dependent upon your devotion to God and his commandments and not the color of your skin. The question for all God's children, regardless of race, is the same. Are you willing to let God prevail in your life? Are you willing to let God be the most important influence in your life? Will you allow his words, his commandments, and his covenants to influence what you do each day? Will you allow his voice to take priority over any other? Are you willing to let whatever he needs you to take precedence over every other ambition? Are you willing to have your will swallowed up in his? Now, I'm not a perfect Latter-day Saint member. And he went on and talks about we must do better to help root out racism. Okay? So it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, um, what your ethnicity is, what your race is. We all need to do our part in rooting out racism. That means being proactive. If there was someone there at the game that heard heinous things being spoken and and uh, words that, that are uh, in threats being distributed towards and, and being targeted towards uh, those, those student-athletes of Duke – then I would hope, I would pray that those individuals within the Roar of the Cougars, the student, the student body, they would take action, right? They would take action. What does that action means, uh, mean? Uh, it's going and getting the proper authorities and telling, I, I, hate to, I hate to do this, but you got to tell exactly who was saying those things and not protect them if that is what occurred. But once again, if we were to go to the court of law, uh, I, I don't know how things would be proven unless there are witnesses and we need to have witnesses in order to come to any you know certain conclusion as to what happened and why it happened and who these perpetrators potentially were so my heart goes out to the family members that that are impacted by this my heart goes out to those that at, at BYU also like that are involved in this trying to find the truth of the matter in all things as i've stated many times on the show like i look for truth not confirmation bias. So some people say, oh, you run a blue-goggled show, so you're looking to just protect BYU and and the institution and the faith and things of that nature. I'm like, no, I mean, if things need to be called out, then I call them out. And I think I've been pretty open and honest about those things because I've had individuals not like what I have to say about either BYU or the church or what have you as I, 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 I've I run the show since 2012. And I think those that know me understand that I like to delve into these things and, and get into the muck of it, if you will, and, and get as many perspectives so that we can come to uh, come to the truth. Now, um, I don't know, you know, why the things happened or how they happened at the Smithfield House on Friday. And I do not speak for BYU. Okay, can we just put that out there? I do not speak for BYU. I'm just a former BYU athlete that runs a daily radio show, and I like to delve into sports. And, yeah, I, I like to talk social issues. I like to talk religion. I like to talk a lot, a lot of things, even though it's taboo and uncouth or unkosher to do such in, in public settings. But, as I mentioned, I am looking for truth of the matter. And I hope, this is what I hope with all this happens. Number one, we root out any sort of racism, and that's being proactive amongst our friends and family members. When you see it, you got to call it out, and uh, you got to call it out for what it is, and uh, and 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 that is taking action. Rooting out means actively getting in there with your hands and getting dirty and rooting it out. 
and it's not always fun. So if it exists, root it out. Secondary to that is I do think that in the court of public opinion, not in the court of law, you unfortunately are guilty until proven innocent. And that's what's going on, I think, in this particular case. And whether you like it or not, BYU and its sponsoring institution looks culpable from the public perception until truth is made known, until the truth of the matter is made known. So we don't have all the details yet. We have the athlete stating that that she heard the um, the, the, the the verbiage, okay, that was directed at her and the threats, and it went on for the entirety of the game. Uh, and and, and it, she let her coaches and the security know, and they placed a security guard there at the at the uh, uh, at the bench, and they tried to locate the perpetrator. They tried to locate the the person, and and uh, they weren't able to until after the game, in which. Uh, a voice was recognized, and they were called out. It was not a BYU student, per the reports, and uh, they have since been banned from attending any BYU uh, events and being on campus, I imagine. So uh, it's a very sensitive and sticky issue, um, and I would hope that we get more details as we move through it. Now, there's question marks surrounding um, the you know where the report initially came from, and, you know, how it's all occurred and who's gone on record. And I don't have enough information to make any sort of uh, determination on that. We just hope that more information comes to light so that we can find out the truth of the matter. And if you have information about who said the things that they did, and I'm sure BYU is doing their own internal investigation on it, uh, the, unfortunately, the raw I know it there at the they do not have exact seating, right? So at the, at the Smithfield, you don't have any, so you don't know who was there leaning over and saying the things that they were saying. Uh, you don't maybe know who was there unless you go back and watch the film. And even then, it's difficult to find out who those students and or non-students were in the roar of the Cougars. So um, maybe that changes the way that the roar of the Cougars is set up, and that there are actual specific seating charts and you know who has that particular ticket i'm not sure but uh, all i know is that first and foremost root out racism root out prejudice be proactive be christ-like be loving to all manner of uh of, of people um wherever they're from whatever their culture is whatever their ethnicity whatever their 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 race is uh follow Christ and uh, that's uh, that that's what you should first and foremost do and then you know hopefully we can uh, go forward and find truth in, in all things but there's going to be backlash to this and you've already seen kind of the the things that have occurred in the national media and the local media doing these things and I just hope I pray that they are, that, that we can we can find navigate um, this world full of tribalism and and, um, and and splintering and dividing and come together as one body and one mind and uh, figure out the best way to do it with a loving heart and a perspective in all things. So um, that's that's my thoughts on it. So 
Without further ado, I want to get into some football talk. I want to get into some uh, some news and notes as it pertains to BYU sports, BYU football. Why don't we get to the nitty-gritty, always brought to you by our good friends at Bilt Bar, Bilt.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty-gritty. The Nitty Gritty, always brought to you by BuiltBarBuilt.com. Delicious, nutritious protein bars, low in calorie, low in sugar, packed with protein. Nobody does it better than Built Bar. Uh, they are good for you, and uh, they actually taste delicious. They just came out with a new Cougar Tail Puff, Built Puff. I'd love you to try it, and uh, make sure you utilize that Criddle 10 coupon code, Criddle 10, Criddle 10, Criddle 10, for 10% off a variety pack, 10% off your favorite flavor, Today, all right. Kalani Shitake addressed the media earlier today. Uh, a plethora of questions were were asked, and uh, Kalani gave some great responses. Let's get into his opening statement from earlier today. Game week's here. Really excited about it. So I'm um, looking forward to getting the team ready, and then um, you know just polishing things up for this week and, and make make the uh, make sure that we're ready for this uh, this trip and. So we're heading out a couple of days early, like we normally do when we go out, out east, and um, we'll have uh, you know an opportunity to practice a couple times out there and uh, in in that environment. And looking forward to the matchup. Uh, expecting a really good, uh, well coached team from South Florida. Uh, we don't know a lot about them because they have some new. Even though they have a lot of returning production, um, there's a lot of players that that played quite a bit last year that are back. Uh, they've asked uh, they've also added uh, some transfers uh, in the transfer portal so there's some new bodies there specifically with the quarterback with Bohannon, uh someone that we're familiar with that has a lot of uh, ability and um, athleticism can throw the ball he's, he's a seasoned vet and so um, looking at, at, at that combined with there's a lot of unknown still we don't know much about what they do on offense or what they do on defense with the new coordinators that they have. Um, we'll have to be ready for everything, and we're prepping that way. That that happens sometimes in season openers. Last year against Arizona, a very similar thing, where we didn't know uh, a whole lot uh, going into that game. Uh, I, I think it's very similar. We have an idea, but they could do a lot of different things. Probably some of the things that were successful were what they saw last year against us. and uh, So we're working towards all that and, and trying to cover all our bases with it. And uh, looking forward to the matchup. I think uh, once the game starts, we'll we'll do our best with the uh, scheme and strategies, and then let the boys just play and and settle it on the field. So I I know our guys are looking forward to the matchup, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So look. We don't know much about USF. The only things we really know about them is that they have some talent, they have speed. Uh, we do have, I guess, some knowledge of, of what their talent base looks like from the last two times that BYU has played them in the last three years. So, you know, two of the last three years, you have seen USF, but you don't know maybe what their offense exactly is going to look like with with Gary Bohannon. You don't know necessarily what these transfers can do unless you want to go transfer by transfer, which is a job for analysts. It's a job for GAs to go in and see what type of athletes these guys are if, if they have 
playing time, if they have some film. Some of these guys don't have film or enough of it to come to any sort of conclusion. So it's going to be a feel-you-out type of deal in the first half for this BYU Cougar football team, and that's okay because I think BYU matches up at least athletically. But the 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 issue may arise if BYU is down a few players, and I ask the question. Uh, we'll get into it here momentarily with Kalani. Actually, I'm going I'm to tease it. Uh, wait for this particular commentary from Kalani Sitake about uh, – possibly guys that uh, maybe haven't been practicing a whole lot. But um, uh, one of the things that we have highlighted throughout the off season and through fall camp is that there have been no season-ending injuries. Uh, I think Darnell Dixon asked this particular question. Uh, who are the sports scientists that maybe contributed to this uh, this state of health that you have referenced throughout camp, and what have they helped you achieve? Two men specifically they're talking about are Colby Clawson and, and Scott Armain. And uh, those two additions to our staff has been huge for um, – they have the background to uh, with, the, with the strength room, connecting the strength room with the training room, and then also using uh, data and research to help get our guys the, in the optimal position for success, which is performance. And then – Looking at that, I think it's been good for them. We've talked about being healthy, uh, bringing them in, allowed us to be as healthy as we could, even though we're, we push the guys quite a bit. It just helps out. That, that's our area of expertise. And so I like having them in the team. I like having them uh, combined working with, with uh, sports medicine and working with the strength room. I think it's a really good system that we have in place right now. And um, just, just really thankful that they're here here for us that that stuff i don't know and in the past it's kind of you're just you're just hoping that uh that you're getting it right and i mentioned before hope's not a good strategy now we know uh where when we could push guys how we could push them that's why last week or a little bit more in the week we did the two you know some really two physical moments of work we thought we could do that on saturday and tuesday and still be okay and never done that before but the you know the research and the, the data told us we could you can push these guys, and now we're trying to rally them back and get their legs back. Guys look really good on Saturday in Saturday's practice. Looking forward to see how they look today. And so everything is is um, deliberate in how we approach the game, and uh, we'll see how it works this weekend going into Saturday. Yeah, it's uh, you know shout out to those guys doing a fantastic job. We talk about load management. It's it was one of the themes of of fall camp and. And uh, you have to be able to monitor those things. Some do it, uh, you know, via certain tools and, and software and, and uh, certain vests to be able to kind of like monitor wrist, wrist bracelets that kind of monitor, um, you know, how much sleep and, and the, the heart rate and, and maybe even, you know, caloric burn that you've put in over the last and, and maybe even caloric intake. Some of them monitor that as well to kind of see where your energy levels are at and and how much uh, how, how rigorous you can go in that particular practice. And, you know, it's hard to gauge emotional strain or psychological strain, but some of that is shown through sleep patterns as well. If someone had a rough night, then uh, you can you can gauge that and then maybe back them off a little bit more. But having Skylar Maine and Colby Clausen there, even anecdotally, getting information, getting feedback from the players, and instituting certain protocols has led to a much healthier BYU football team. Now, 
moving on. Uh, and so shout out to them. It's a per- those, those two individuals we've uh, we talked about before on the show. Now it's kind of more so out in the public. Those that listen to the show understood who those guys were uh, prior to uh, that particular question. But now Kalani, in your tenure, you are seven and five in game the East. What do you attribute that record to? Well, I mean, it's, it's always hard to go uh, a couple time zones away and to adjust to it, the climate. I mean, it, it's it's. I think that's always going to be part of the the game, but part of the preparation. But um, when it comes down to it, it's just playing your best and seeing how you match up. I, I don't know all those games and and how they planned out, but I feel I feel really confident. We know more now than we did when I was a player. So using the the data is important and having people to rely on to say okay yeah, this is the, a wise move and we talked about preparing for the game last week we didn't talk about it doing you know the day before we were talking about being deliberate about your nutrition and how you hydrate um just your 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 weight we've been weighing the guys before and after every practice so we know how we can replenish them along the way we'll be doing the same thing during the game so we we uh, I don't have all the answers, but other people do, and, and I'm okay with allowing them to to give us their expertise and their feedback, and and uh, I'm seeing it help our players out so far. So hopefully this will be uh, this will help us, you know, be one and zero in in 2022. That's all I'm focused on. The other stuff in the past, we I think we've learned from it, where you can say, okay, we going at this time would be beneficial. Going at this time didn't work as much. But now we have more data, more information to to make us better, make wiser decisions. Got to have uh, the right decision. I, you know, I would love, and I think they may be getting out a little bit earlier this year. But Bryce, we've discussed this. If if the acclimation period is is difficult, well, why not go out a, a day earlier and? If you go out a day earlier, I don't know what the operating expenses are for an extra day in a hotel and food and everyone involved. Let's say it's it's fairly expensive, right? Let's I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is that worth it to be out there a little bit earlier so you can get acclimated and actually win a football game and, and feel more comfortable in the environment is the question. Is that money worth it? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and Kalani kind of talked to it earlier. He said they are going to go out a little bit earlier. I don't know if it's how many days early. Um, and Jaron Hall was actually asked about it from the player's perspective as well. We'll hear from him coming up. Um, but, yeah, and he kind of just mentioned that it does help kind of getting acclimated to a new time zone. You don't have that jet lag and whatnot. Um, kind of speak to your experience going to Boston College. You played out on the East Coast, right? Uh, when you played against Boston College, what was that like? Did you guys go out early? Or did you go out a day early? No, I mean, I mean, we were out. I think I want to say we went out on on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I think it, it may have been Thursday. It, it was a bit of a it was it was a bit of a, a shock, though, right? You, and it, it, the the other shock was that it was a morning game. So technically, I think the kickoff was I want to say it was a ten or eleven o'clock. And uh, so that's an early morning game for a college football player. And if you haven't been practicing in the mornings, which I think Bronco did at times, and even Kalani has done at times in his tenure where you have 
you know, fall camp and even um, uh, e- even you know in the season you try to do early morning practices. Unless you're doing that, you know, you may not be as acclimated to that. Uh, you want to get that 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 internal clock on point and uh, do it in in a way that you have a competitive advantage or as not a competitive disadvantage there. So. Uh, you know, it's difficult, and there's a reason for a seven and five record. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, the opponents matter, but if you look at even the opponents, there were games in which you shouldn't have lost. No excuses. Couple last things as we get through Kalani Satake sound. Will there be any surprises when you release the depth chart today? Yeah, well, I think they're just the guys that didn't play in spring, right? And so maybe. Maybe a few surprises, but I don't know. Really surprises. You guys just kind of know from what you've you've. Um... Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being able to see from our, our team, you kind of know who the who the guys are and who the depth is. I think you guys could probably figure out the depth chart before we even put it out. So, But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if there's any surprises. There's not going to be any surprise, you know, puncher showing up or anything like that. Rico's our guy. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if we need to even come out with the depth chart. We'll just, we'll see. You guys, you guys can figure it out. You guys should release it to everyone. <laughs> hey, what do you think about that? Uh, you guys should figure it out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is Kalani. Go ahead. Kalani kind of having fun with the media a little bit, right? This is uh this is the this is Kalani saying, "Hey, why do you guys care so much about the depth chart? And why why do fans care so much about the depth chart? And and do be do do the coaches not care as much about it as the fans? What do you think on that one, Bryce? Uh, well, the fans care about it just because they want to know who's going to be ready to go for the game. They want to know who's going to be out on the field. And the coaches probably care more about it. Um, they just, I feel like in this instance, um, Kalani's been asked a lot about the the depth chart going up, you know, throughout fall camp and whatnot. And so, when it comes to game week, I, I don't know why he would, why he had this response. Maybe, maybe there will be some surprises, and he's just not ready f- to to tell us wh- who's not ready to go. Um, so maybe we'll see later on in the week. He said by Wednesday they should know who's ready to roll, but I don't, I don't know why he would respond like that. Maybe there is something he doesn't want everyone to know yet. Competitive advantage, possibly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you want to have a competitive advantage. Isn't that the, the reason why some coaches and some individuals would rather have the media not 
be asking these types of questions. And you can just go completely internal media and not allow for anything to be disseminated. And, it, and maybe that would be a competitive advantage. If no one, if, if they know that, let's say that the opponent, USF, knows that Pukanakua for sure and Gunnar Romney are not going to be playing in this game versus, uh, versus USF. Does that change the game plan? Possibly. It does. It could change the game plan defensively. If you don't have individuals that can actually match the speed, athleticism, and playmaking ability of, of Gunner and uh, and Puka, the idea would be to probably try to play as much man as possible, lock up those guys, and the uh, the stereotypical go man and and stack the box and make them beat you over the top. Can Chase Roberts, Keanu Hill, Braden Cosper, can those guys create enough separation? vertically to beat you versus the USF defensive secondary. You know, it may work out well for BYU if those guys are everything they're cracked up to be throughout fall camp, right? Keanu uh, is a is a good football player, right? Wide receiver three. Um, guys like Braden have just been waiting for their shot. He's been ready but uh, been injured. Chase Roberts, you know, borderline four-star wide receiver, really good player, killed the seven-on-seven scene when he was in high school, really, really good player. Him and the guys like Cody Hagan, Puka Nakua, there's a lot of hype surrounding all three of those wide receivers. Now, Puka maybe more so than, than Cody, but I don't know. Cody was right there as far as the seven-on-seven circuit and the offer sheet. Really, really, really good player, supremely good player. Chase Roberts not too far behind, not as big on the offer sheet, but he had kind of shut things down. He wanted to stay local, didn't go and pursue as much. So at any rate, that's the, you know, going back to the original question is who cares more about the depth chart? Um, and maybe I'll put the uh, the question out as a random poll today. Is it, is it the fans? Is it the media? Objective, but there's more on who more than those. Uh, you know, mo- most out of those four options. Now, are you doing anything, Kalani, to prepare for the rain that is in the forecast for Saturday? Well, we've had some games where it's been uh, some practices already that's been kind of wet. You know, and, and uh, had a scrimmage that was kind of wet. So I don't know if we really need to wet the field or. You know, put, put the the ball in the bucket of water, but um, we just show up and play. They, they have to play in the same weather that we play in too. So, um, you know, if, if it's rain, then great. If it's snow, we can deal with all that stuff. We're, if you're gonna go out there and play and have fun and whatever shows up, can't simulate the wind. I can't go put up a big old fan and have Rico kick into it. You know, you just have to deal with it. So that's can't control all of it, but the stuff that we can't control is how we're playing technique sound on the, on the on the field and if we're making sure we're, we're minimizing all the mistakes trying to do all the all the fundamental football um just play great fundamental football we can control all that stuff whether the field is wet or not that's not in my control Lavelle could, could control that more than I did and I haven't figured that one out yet <laughs> Lavelle control could control it more than I can I haven't figured that one out yet Lavelle uh, the 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 prophet of BYU football apparently, but uh, uh, it is difficult. Uh, I'll tell you this much: I'm out in Orlando right now, and what's occurred is in the morning it's 
fairly sunny. I know we're an hour and a half away, but even you know they're, they're, these storms kind of move across from uh, from 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 east to west many times. And so what we've seen kind of on the Doppler as we've been at the Disney parks is these these uh, storms roll in kind of in the early afternoon and then wash out. So uh, a lot of these storms that have hit us have been at 1 p.m., 2 p.m., and even kind of midday um, at times. So interesting, you know, I mean, as those same storms move across uh, the peninsula here in in, in Florida, um, you you wonder if those will hit around 4 o'clock, and you're looking at the weather.com for a 10-day forecast for Tampa, and, yeah, you're going to have scattered showers and, uh, you're going to, you know, there's a fairly high, at least 50% chance of rain. So you got to prepare for that. There's no doubt about it. And last time BYU was in rain, they didn't they didn't do too well. The last two times, I feel, UAB and the Boise State game. This is an issue, Bryce. Uh, it's not something to just take lightly. you got to prepare for this. This is what you do. Do not bring the, the BYU equipment managers should not – allow the football players to wear the sticky tacky gloves if it rains okay as soon as it rains you take those off you either go bare hands or you put on traditional leather gloves and you dampen them a little bit because then it will be tacky up against the leather that is an accurate depiction of what happens if you you know if if you follow my guidance it'll you just put a little moisture on those traditional leather gloves. Sometimes they're warm weather gloves, but you got to bring those, and that will adhere to the uh, soggy or even wet, damp leather football. So leather on leather is good. Not the and I don't even know what it is. What type of like tacky glove uh, component that that is actually um, as far as what it's comprised of, but. It is slippery when you get away. You know what I'm talking about, Bryce? If you're playing a wet weather game with those tackier, sticky gloves, yeah, it just goes. The ball just slides right off of them. It, they're, they're no help. Slides at Slides right off of it, man. Yeah, slides right off. And I, like I said, it's maybe some sort of like uh, plastic or something like that. But it does not work well in the cold weather games and wet weather games. So. Uh, moving on. I know we're going long in this segment, but I want to get through this Kalani sound. Uh, you faced Gary Bohannon at Baylor last year. What do you remember about him as a playmaker? Well, his poise, first of all. He, he's been in in tough situations and helped his team win uh, you know, Big 12 championships. So it's not like going against our defense. And he's he has experience against our defense. So it's not like he he's a guy that's kind of brand new to the, to the game. I think when you're dealing with someone that you haven't seen, there's a lot of film of him. So um, he, his poise is the thing that I was really impressed with the first time we played him. And I saw and I continue to see him do that in every game that he played in. So uh, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot that's going to surprise him. Uh, he has some new weapons to work with and then a new team and a new coordinator that we, you know, we're kind of guessing on what we're going to see. But um, he's really talented and and. I think I think we're going to get his best shot. We just need to make sure that he doesn't have as much success against us last time we saw him. There you go. That's uh, Kalani Stein. Gary Bohan is a good. Ba- he's a very good football player. He is uh, a playmaker uh, with his feet and with his arm, and uh, he's definitely going to pose 
the, the fair a fair share of challenges for this Cougar defense. Uh, on the flip side, Jaron does the same thing. What are your expectations for Jaron Hall this season? Um, everything. I mean, <laughs> he's our quarterback, so I, you know, it's like the what do you expect from your quarterback, especially at BYU, and especially under you know with A Rod's offense. I think he's be a great decision maker and where he puts the ball, um, how to check, make the checks and make the proper adjustments during the play. Um, the thing I won't have to worry about him is, is his leadership during the game and on the sideline, the, how he motivates the guys. The guys respond really well to him. So there's there's a lot of things I'm not concerned about. I I like to see him just get out there and play and let loose. I, I think last year he was he was trying to win a spot. This year, it's a different feel where he knew it's his spot. He was able to practice and maybe take some chances in practice. And, and I saw the same transition that um, Zach was able to do when he when he was here. It felt like more comfortable with the starting spot. So I think when we named him the starter early, it allowed him to focus on just playing the game and not worry about making mistakes and make, making mistakes in practice um, because it would hurt his chance of winning the spot. Now he's just... He made mistakes in practice. Hopefully he got them all out of the way so we can play, you know, error-free on Saturday. But I like him being aggressive and I like him taking uh, calculated risks. And I think that that's, that's what I saw a huge improvement from him in camp and see what, how it happens on Saturday. But I feel confident in, in him and his abilities. As they should, right? There's a lot of hype surrounding Jared Hall. Hopefully his mind and body is ready to go for this season and you can get a w versus usf uh you just sent me over a link here bryce 70 percent chance of tropical depression near florida this week a lot of uh tropical storms were in the uh the, the heart of uh right in the middle of monsoon season right at late august where uh, i mean every single afternoon it seems there's a thunderstorm that roll, rolls through here yeah, it says uh, the the National Hurricane Center said it doesn't think the system will be anything more than a tropical depression. Um, it's about 10 days away, but uh, it, it also could bring surrounding thunderstorms and, and other out in front of it as well. So it's something to keep an eye on as we're getting closer to game time. Moving on to uh, the topic that most BYU fans are really concerned about right now as it pertains to BYU football we didn't see much of Puka or Gunner in the last few weeks of camp. Are they going to be playing on Saturday? Yeah, right now everybody's um, – we don't we really don't talk about it until – we're still um, – on uh, Wednesday we'll probably have a better idea for everyone. But, yeah, we're planning on guys playing. Nobody's lost for the season right now. We're, we're, we still have some work to do this the next, the next couple of days, but we feel good about, about those guys. We feel good about those guys. Still have some work to do. They haven't been probably playing much. But does Puka or Gunner have to practice leading up to the game versus USF for them to actually play, do you think? No. I don't think so. Yeah, for them to play, so. I'm going to say no. But uh, if you remember what happened with Yoli Childs when he had his nine-game suspension and he came in against uh, Utah, and this is a little bit different, basketball from football with the climate and whatnot. But uh, he, he cramped up in the, in the second half of that basketball mm-hmm. game, right? So if they're not conditioned and they're not ready to roll conditioning-wise and they haven't been doing doing much, that might affect their impact on the game on Saturday, and it could uh, be a big deal when it comes down to it. 
Yeah, they need to make sure they keep these guys hydrated. And, and ultimately, Pook and Gunner still need to be getting some work. And if they're not practicing a whole lot, if they're not getting reps with the team, et cetera, then you got to make sure that they're doing uh, what the sports scientists tell them to do. And, and uh, that is uh, as much as possible physically without exacerbating the condition, the underlying condition that you're struggling with. So Pook and Gunner. Do they actually need – does Puka or Gunner need to practice b- before the USF game to actually play? No. If they're cleared, they're cleared. Those two types of players who have seen live bullets, who are some of the most talented wide receivers to come through BYU, they do not need to practice in order to play in this game, period. Okay, that is that – is, I mean, there's no question there. Okay, no question whatsoever. Now, how, how did you – handle talking with your team about what happened on Saturday night at the volleyball game? Well, our culture on this team is love and learn. And um, we follow Christ and we, we talk about love one another. That was one of our um, you know, main models on the team is, is words of Christ to love one another. That means to love everyone and, and be inclusive of everybody. And um, I think that's the focus that we have is just, do whatever we can to help serve others and help make anybody that's struggling to ease their pain. And uh, we do that by serving and helping. So we're always going to be focused on that. I think, you know, we're, we're maybe all the stuff that I, I don't know how much more I need to say about it other than we're really focused on helping people and um, serving others and, and love one another is going to be the key for us. And we're, we're not perfect at, at everything that we do as a team, but I love where we're at. And I love the, program with the people i feel really confident that our guys are bought into our culture and are, are doing a great job at being ambassadors of it there you go uh that's kalani satake i, I mean i hadn't heard those words prior to uh saying what i said earlier in the show but i echo those same sentiments uh what is the uh what is the institution about what is the church all about um it needs to be about Christ and uh, being inclusive and following that perfect example, uh, taking up your cross and uh, and, and and following um, following the, the 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 man who atoned for your sins. Uh, we'll go to break. Coming up next, uh, we will get to our questions and polls of the day. Chime in on them. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN nine sixty. Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built, not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Quirtle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studios. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Little Metallica bringing us back from the break. That's the band of the day, always brought to you by royalarmybrand.com. BYU swag for to buy fans for fans. Stay loyal to the Royal. Rep the Y the right way. Purchase all your BYU licensed apparel at royalarmybrand.com. Getting into our questions and polls of the day, uh, always brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. Go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960 to get 20% off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder 
of the West. Hike, bike, razor, and horseback ride through them hoodoos. You're not going to be disappointed. You're going to love it. Make some memories with friends and family members at Ruby's Inn, Ruby's Inn. Dot com. So I asked the question, do Puka Naku and Gunnar Romney need to actually practice in order to play versus USF? Piggybacking off some of the commentary, I want to play that soundbite again in this segment, if I could. Uh, Bryce, just tell me when you're ready. Number eight on the uh, Kalani Satake game week availability sound. And um, one of the, the, the question that was asked is, we didn't see much of Puka or Gunnar in the last few weeks of camp. Are they going to be playing on Saturday? This was Kalani's response. Yeah, right now everybody's um, we don't we really don't talk about it until we're still um, on uh, Wednesday. We'll probably have a better idea for everyone. But yeah, we're planning on guys playing. Nobody's lost for the season right now. We're, we're, we still have some work to do this the next the next couple of days, but we feel good about about those guys. We feel good about those guys. Guys are going to play. It is a bit cryptic, right? Um, we'll know more on Wednesday. Today's Monday. You start off the week. Um, you get evaled. Now, traditionally, coaches have had the policy that you have to practice at least one day. <laughs> I believe for us it was probably a Wednesday practice, maybe a Thursday practice. Thursday is more of a, you know, it's a very light practice, not too rigorous but at least a Thursday practice in order to be cleared. Um, now, practice is a, is a bit of a, an interesting term. Now, if a guy like Harvey Unga was out there and uh, had his jersey on, his helmet at hand, and he was in his position group, but didn't necessarily have to take – he took like maybe individual reps, but he wasn't necessarily in team, Harvey Unga – probably going on Saturday, right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and so what I'm getting at is, yes, you have this rule that typically you need guys to practice in order for them to play. But with Puka and Gunner, they do not need to practice in order to play. If they are cleared prior to game day, they are playing. I think that's my opinion. Um, because those dudes are going to fight to play. Now, unless there's a, an underlying issue, right, if there's any question about the health, long-term health of the player, and, you know, for either one of these guys, you know, it could be a variety of things, right? Uh, we haven't seen much of Gunner since, um, you know, the first week or so of fall camp, maybe second week of fall camp, when we saw a highlight over the weekend, and boom, like all of a sudden he was gone. Now, he's been out there. He's been walking around, but we haven't seen him in full pads or anything like that. Uh, we haven't had media availability, obviously, this this week uh, in person, so we haven't been able to see. But, you know, Puka has been out there. We've seen him, but haven't seen much of him as far as the reps are concerned. He hasn't been practicing, but we've seen him there at practice in Jersey and, and having his helmet there. So... They've been getting their mental reps. I'm sure they've been doing their rehab and other things. It's not just load management. Uh, it's um, it's something that they're dealing with. But Kalani mentioned that he's uh, he's optimistic. He feels good, or rather, he feels good about those uh, those players coming back. But most BYU fans are saying about 75% are saying if they don't practice, they don't play. 
Uh, you know, Cougar stacks time in one game on game week. Yes, doesn't Kalani have a policy that if you can't practice, you can't play? Yeah, but um, I do think that there are exceptions here, and if they're out there and at least participating in position group drills, you know, and and certain walkthroughs, that was kind of the precedence that was set when. When I was at BYU, and even the generation before, and, and, and Kalani probably follows the same protocol as Lavelle. If you're a high-profile player and you're, you're actually out there at practice and doing some indie work, then you're probably going to get cleared for game day if the medical staff is cleared you. Tanner Christian also chimed in, isn't it, isn't it BYU's policy that to be good enough to practice sometime during the week to be ruled eligible to play? Um yeah, technically, yes. Connor Nickel. Ultimately, I will trust Kalani and his staff. I've got too many reasons to trust them rather than not. However, simply to keep up to date on the scheme, game plan, and timing, I would say yes. I feel like no matter how good or familiar you are, you have to practice for those to align. There's some truth in that. You know, sometimes if you're, you know, not up to speed on maybe the, the install, some timing is off. But I remember, let's take example – Samson Nakua, it's not the same thing, but Samson was injured in fall camp. Do you guys remember leading up to the Utah game? Wasn't fully healthy. I think he had a soft tissue injury. Um, So he wasn't necessarily a part of the game plan. Okay, He was not a part of the game plan going into that Utah game. But guess what? Samson Nakua knew one or two plays, and one of them was the – touchdown pass that little whip route that he performed right that some people call it return route but little fake slant break down plant with the inside foot and then pivot out towards the pylon get across the goal line boom touchdown so you know as long as you know the play and you know how to run that particular play you can insert guys like puka and gunner into the game plan. So those are my thoughts on the matter. We're going to go to break. Coming up next, we're going to welcome in Dewey Gray. Want to get his perspective on the incident that occurred at the Smith Fieldhouse. Want to get his perspective, you know, on how we can heal our racial divides. Uh, How can we overcome tribalism? How can we create a better environment for all that walk the face of this earth? Uh, I want to discuss it next with Dewey Gray, former BYU great. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.